0: hello ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the armchair booking wrestling podcast i'm your host my name is steve and i'm very tired joining me as my (laughs) co-host is waylon davis hey everybody are you tired waylon uh no
1: not too bad i've been better about wearing my CPAP mask the last Ah. night so i've been feeling better i was i went through a phase where i would just like flop down on the bed and just go to sleep and i wouldn't put my mask on and then i was just wore out the next day so i'm feeling Uh, all right today
0: you know, I have my appointment with the doctor in April, and then I can maybe ask him for a CPAP mask, and then it'll be another three months before I get one. Yeah. But in the meantime, I got the little bonger things to go up my nose, and I didn't put them on the last two nights. Same thing. I just kind of, yeah, just out. So. Yeah. And this morning, like I was telling you before we started recording, I had to get up at around 415 because it's that time at work. hmm it's 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 you know the the hurt time (laughs) we're doing yeah we are preparing for stuff so um but you know it's not gonna stop us from having a good show right exactly we
1: always we always work around things i mean that's just Mm -hmm. life's always gonna throw something at us so we just gotta
0: yeah it it takes a lot to make us cancel a show like illness mm -hmm. Uh, actually illness
1: or family obligations or things like that
0: or still being at work yeah yeah <laughs> that's always a, yeah that's always kind of a showstopper because um, you know what I think next time I'll start bringing my laptop to work <laughs> and I'm just gonna do it there so they may come in there and go what are you doing I'm doing a podcast here I'm doing a podcast I, I you knew yeah um but they all know about the podcast anyway, and partly of part of that is because where it where did I put it ah uh, because every day when I'm at work, I have this with me. There you go. And I also have this. <laughs> and I don't know where the mask is, <laughs> but it's here somewhere. <laughs> uh, but if you would also like one of these, go to tpublic.com user armchair dash booking dash podcast. And you can have your very own shirt. You can have your very own cell phone case. You can have your very own travel mug along with normal coffee mugs and uh actually somebody actually told me at work they i said man you need to get one of these mugs I said they're actually really nice and he's like you know what i think i get one he said can i get off the same site that i got the shirt from he was actually our first customer awesome and he actually got he's the only one who's probably ever going to have a shirt that actually has the black background Mm -hmm. before i was able to make it transparent right he's the only one and i told him hey i said you have a a -a one-of-a-kind so take care of it
1: Yep. I don't even I don't even have a shirt like that <laughs>
0: you know what? I need to actually put it back on the order shirt you know so just so I have it and then
1: right and then pull it off again yeah
0: I did actually order another shirt the other day but I ordered the one with this logo yeah with the yeah. white letters red um and then and then another shirt a regular one on top of that to give to somebody
1: Oh, okay yeah
0: so, um yeah you know, so every once in a while you gotta do that especially if it's somebody that you know can boost the show Right, uh, but uh, as a continuation for our last show, we were talking about the Bumpy Road WrestleMania. Uh, I've actually mm-hmm. got a lot of a lot of good feedback from that, uh, including from uh, the Hillcast, um, you know, Hillbilly Hill. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, he his his podcast is fantastic. Yeah, yeah,
1: I listened to an episode earlier today. Yeah, it is really good.
0: Yeah, tell me the dude doesn't have you laughing,
1: he does. <laughs> <laughs>
0: because he is number one in Antarctica and my space in my space and my I mean, and you know, it's an award-winning podcast <laughs> and yeah, the dude, he does a really good job at it and he doesn't do like I do and just stutter over words. I mean, he just, <laughs> he just gets into it. And, and he, even as funny as what he is, he also has some really good points.
1: Yeah, he really does.
0: Yep. So definitely go listen to him. Um, and I don't even know his real name i just never thought about that you would think that eventually we would mm-hmm. yeah i yeah. mean yeah um but the hill truth that's the name of it I was, yeah. I was called the hill the hill truth but awesome podcast go check it out and another podcast which uh, also gave me some feedback of course is jay Trey podcast also known as tnc sports talk justin actually text me and he had some questions he had just listened to it or watched it I, he actually might do both um but okay yeah because he's actually mentioned you know like when the commercials about when i have to go in and add them mm-hmm. you know and i try to get it to where it's not going to cut us off talking right and, and he said yeah, a couple of times you cut off Dwayne, and i'm like oh, i didn't mean to <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> and
1: like it it wasn't intentional
0: (laughs) yeah i was like it wasn't intentional especially when somebody else tells me you know i could sleep on a cloud made of dwayland's voice (laughs) so i I mean you know if there's ever going to be a compliment that's got to be yeah that's
1: the the compliment yeah
0: yeah Uh, but um but yeah justin uh, he actually sent me some questions and what he wanted to know is, he said, would Roman and Brock be a better match if he was inside of Hell in a Cell? And I said, you know, (sighs) I said I honestly don't think so. It's because Brock isn't known for long matches and Hell in a Cell matches usually go a while.
1: Yeah, they usually go pretty well. I mean, Roman would be up for it. Yeah, Roman would be okay. I mean, Roman would be fine. Uh, He's been in some lengthy cell matches before, but yeah, I agree with you about Brock. I don't think I don't think those stipulation matches are. I mean, honestly, I was surprised he was in the chamber, but of yeah. course, you know, he was the last one to come out and did his, you know, two and a half, three minute thing, and then wins the match. So um, now, I will give him credit though, because the this the Hell in Cell match he had back in two thousand two with the Undertaker mm-hmm. was a really good match, and it went, you know, it went a while. But that was two thousand two, Brock Lesnar, twenty twenty two, Brock Lesnar. Is not going that long in a match.
0: Right. And um, I
1: think really that the cell would hinder them based on like more, more so for Brock, Roman would be fine. But for Brock, I think it would hinder him on, on with his style on what he would be able to do.
0: And, you know, he even said, you know, the story goes back around to getting back in Rome, um, Roman and Paul, and both of them would be in that cell. So no one could run. And, well, they, neither one of them are running anyway. Yeah, really, neither but, one of them are running, yeah. But he also pointed out something I had not even thought about this. Every match at Mania so far is also just normal matches. I was like... That no. is true.
1: They haven't booked a single... Yeah, that's true. There's no there's no there's gimmick there, matches.
0: Yeah, not one. There's yeah. usually at least one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, some of the Manias, they've all been gimmick matches. Yeah. Usually there's like a straight fight or... Cage match or something. Yeah. And he was texting me all this yesterday. I said, you know what? I'll bring those up tomorrow when we record. us that so those are very good points. You know, he, th- he thinks Charlotte and Rhonda should be a submission match. I'm like, yeah. That would be good. Yeah. Um, I think
1: that I think it would make it more, in- I think it would add to some interest to it because I'm, I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, for me, I'm going to watch it, of course, but I'm just not. Oh my god! I've got to see this match. Right. So far, there's not a match on that card that I'm just like, "Oh my god!" I'm so excited for this match. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's. I'm sorry. They just they don't book it like they used to, and it's Ooh. like I went back earlier to tell just you know real quick the difference how pro wrestling is for me. I still like to get. That excitement and get those goosebumps while I'm watching a match and things like that. I watched uh, the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers, the cage match for the World Tag Team titles from All Out last year. Mm -hmm. I got that. I got those goosebumps watching that match. That was one of the best cage matches I'd ever seen. And it's like I don't get that with WWE anymore. I don't get that excitement or the anticipation for a match. It's like because generally we've seen all of yeah we've seen all these matches you know a hundred times like okay <sighs> bianca belair and becky lynch i think this will be a good match but i think it would have been better if it was the man version of becky lynch and not big time bex right going against bianca belair
0: uh, and and of course there's logan paul there's Johnny Knoxville, and now uh, there's Pat McAfee. Yeah, he they has, made
1: that official today.
0: And that's three spots that uh-huh. are being taken. And if that's, Pat, if McAfee goes against Vince McMahon, that's four that's spots. Four.
1: Uh, if Austin gets confirmed, that's five. Five. Uh, Les Lesnar six. Part timer. Yep. I always count Lesnar because he's a part timer. That's six spots that full time people are getting robbed out of at the biggest show of the year but these people are still expected to go out every single night on television and the house show loop and if they make pay-per-view on the pay-per-view and give 110 Mm percent but then where when is all this work rewarded it never is
0: Uh, um, but we do have lots of news that to go over since Mm -hmm. monday wow yeah And one of the biggest news items for me, and for should be for a lot of people, is the drummer Dave Lombardo returned to Testament. (laughs) I'm just putting that out there. It's that's that's huge news for me.
1: How long Um, have you been gone?
0: (laughs) Um, well, long enough that he returned to Slayer, and then he oh, wow, yeah, got kicked out of Slayer again. And how do you get uh, kicked out of Slayer? Uh, it actually has something to do with business. Oh, okay, money thing. Um, and Dave Lombardo, of course, most people, they think Slayer. I mean, they think Dave Lombardo is a mm-hmm. drummer yep. and, and even though they've had some good drummers besides them, they had Paul Bostaff, who was a phenomenal drummer. Um, I want to say Gene Hogland may have played with him for a little bit, but Gene Hogland just left Testament and now Dave Lombardo is back in Testament because, and the way metal has been described is it's, it's such an incestuous kind of business because, all the there's yeah. all sorts of connections with all the yep. bands um uh, but anyway but we're a wrestling podcast <laughs> and by the way testament are one of the if you had to say like you know they always talk about the big four thrash they say okay well who are the next four testament mm-hmm. are definitely in the next four. Oh, okay so i love that band um k velasquez arrested for attempted murder
1: Yep, he got arraigned yesterday um from what I understand the reports that I've seen that he was trying to attack someone that had, atta- that was, had attacked one of his relatives. Oh, okay. So, but I haven't seen all the details, so I don't want to like, it's one of those things you don't want to want to speculate until everything has, you know, until things have been made public and we have the information, but yeah, I was, I was very surprised. I mean, former, UFC heavyweight champion, you know, he knocked out Brock Lesnar. Legit. Legit knocked out Brock Lesnar, you know, he had a cup of coffee in the WWE and now he's in jail awaiting trial for attempted murder.
0: Oh, poor Kane. You know, the the match in Saudi Arabia just... Yeah, uh,
1: that was, man, that was rough. I try to I try to forget that happened and just focus on his UFC stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's see. Scott Hall fell and broke a hip.
1: Yep. Yeah. And our, he, our well wishes go out to Scott Hall. Hope oh,
0: he, you know, absolutely
1: recovers well.
0: Um, Buff Bagwell has yeah. now moved in with we, Diamond Dallas Page to help fight his demons.
1: That's good though. I'm glad he, yep. um, I'm glad he saw that there was an issue and took steps to get better because a lot of people don't, even if they, you know, even if they acknowledge the issue, then they're like, well, I, I know I have a problem, but I don't need to do anything about it. Right. And I'm glad he realized that he needed to do something about it before it things got worse for him.
0: Yep. And obviously our best wishes are out to him. Yes. And I actually, you know, when he announced it on, Twitter, uh, I actually uh, gave it a retweet and said, Hey, Mm -hmm. we, you know, we sent out our best to him and and he gave it a like. So, um, yeah, yeah, Buff, but you know, everybody's pulling for you there, bud. Absolutely. And let's see, Vince McMahon was on the Pat McAfee show to announce (laughs) about the WrestleMania. Uh, But I have not watched the interview yet, but people are saying apparently, I mean, they said Vince McMahon actually came off really well on that interview. But oh, I'm not know.
1: surprised. I mean, he, he generally comes off well on interviews like that. I just one yes, Pat McAfee had a better, a much better than expected match in NXT against Adam Cole uh, a couple years ago. But that still doesn't mean that he needs a spot on the biggest show of the year, wrestling, right? Especially not wrestling the 76-year-old chairman of the company which is where oh, which is where yeah. this is going yeah so i i i don't understand and then like there's no reason for it. there's not even a real story it's like vince goes on the show and then books a match on a podcast
0: yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's like i mean um i guess that's how how we're doing our wrestling now we're just Literally, not, a, not how we do, uh, no, but literally booking a
0: Wrestlemania match on a podcast. Uh, but all that going on, that's not even the biggest news story of this nope. week. And unfortunately, I could not watch this one happen live because like I said, I'm doing a lot of work right now. Mm-hmm. But then you texted me and my reaction was basically holy crap.
1: Yeah, yeah. And yeah.
0: Tony Khan has bought Ring of Honor. Yep. And I, I absolutely love it because I think you and I both said when Ring of Honor announced that they were going to be taking a hiatus for a bit, mm-hmm. that we both said, I hope Tony Khan buys them.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> because Vince wasn't going to. Well, here's the thing.
1: Um, an article that I saw earlier, I saved it. Um, let me pull it up real quick. Um, According to Mike Jones from PW Insider, uh, WWE became interested in buying Ring of Honor when the promotion announced, when Ring of Honor announced they were going on hiatus in October of last year. They said both sides opened negotiations over a possible deal in December, but they never could. uh, It says for unknown reasons, talks broke down without a deal being uh, agreed to. And then it says this isn't the first time WWE tried to purchase Ring of Honor. Triple H reportedly wanted to wanted WWE to buy Ring of Honor back in 2018. Uh two promotions briefly held talks only for Vince McMahon to decide he wanted to purchase a bigger a bigger company.
0: Did he buy a bigger company?
1: He did not. (laughs) So no. So he missed out on buying one of the most influential. Wrestling companies of the last twenty years. I mean, without Ring uh, of Honor, he wouldn't have a third of his roster. Right. AEW I mean, wouldn't have, uh, uh, but AEW acknowledges. That's why I'm so glad that Tony Khan bought the bought Ring of Honor because he realizes and appreciates the contributions to the entire world of pro wrestling that uh-huh. Ring of Honor has made.
0: And I hope for everybody's sake that tony khan does not make the mistakes other companies have made when they bought a company and this includes wwe buying wcw Mm -hmm. jcp buying uwf uswa buying uh world class back in the day Mm -hmm. because that was actually one that jeff jarrett was talking about in his podcast just i think last week and you know and why a lot of times, we definitely saw when WWE bought out WCW, they could have kept it as a totally separate brand. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously they weren't going to have it on on anything Turner, right. but they could have had it. They that they could have had that on Fox Sports or something similar. Oh yeah, back then. Yeah, and they could have treated it like a totally different company. Yeah, and they didn't do it. Um, go ahead.
1: Yeah, because like, and like they were even thinking of having like WCW as, you know, as a separate brand. And then instead of going ahead with that, they let the one match that they had, you know, between Bagwell and Booker T, Booker T. determine, you know, once that match wasn't well received, then, um, they just scrapped the whole idea instead of just, okay, that was, you know, that was one match that the fans didn't receive. Well, we could still go ahead with this. We have the roster to do so. And then it got to where, you know, so they go from that to like, Oh, well now we're just going to bury WCW and use the invasion thing to just bury yeah. everybody.
0: And that one particular match and where was it, it was in California, wasn't it? I think so. So it was in somewhere that was traditionally thought of as being WWF territory, anyway. Uh huh. Yep. And and so they put them in front of fans who, for lack of better anything else, they've been telling the fans, by the way, WCW are enemies. They're absolute garbage. Oh, look, we just bought them out. That shows how garbage they are. Now we're going to put them in front of you.
1: Yeah. And they, they put them in front of people that aren't familiar. You know, if this is, that was a pro WWE audience, they're not going to be familiar with WCW guys. Right. Unless they're, unless they were older fans who grew up, like we did watching, you know, watching both, Watch watching, all, everything watching everything. Yeah. yeah. But the newer fans, they're not going to they weren't going to know anything about WCW because they weren't, because they, like you said, they were always told WCW was the enemy. So they're not going to seek them out if if WWE's telling you don't watch them; they're terrible.
0: And that's one of the things that AEW they they do some some backhanded jabs at WWE without actually calling them out by name. Mm -hmm. But they don't bash them that hard. They'll bash certain people.
1: Yeah, and and but they're not like don't watch WWE. They're just like you know. And I personally, I'm, I'm good with the jabs because at least they're acknowledging that, Oh, there's this other big company out there. You know, they're mm-hmm. not just pretending that there's not a whole world of wrestling going on around them. They acknowledge the fact that we are part of this, not, not isolated from it.
0: Right. And they've also always acknowledged, Hey, there's another company called ring of honor. And this is before the mm-hmm. hiatus started oh there's also impact oh there's also game changer oh there's also uh what what's some of the other ones that that you have some connections with
1: uh let's see they've you know they've mentioned new japan because they've had people Mm -hmm. from new japan come over uh like you said gcw impact um don't think uh well um I think they've had some NWA people on. I they've was, had it. that's.
0: I was actually going to ask it. Yeah. Because they've I wasn't had,
1: sure they've had NWA people, but they've been more on dark and elevation. But they still acknowledge all these other companies out there. And Ring of Honor, like they will give you, like when Brody Lee debuted, not Brody Lee, uh, uh, well, Brody King, yeah, Brody King, uh, when he debuted, they acknowledge one. They acknowledge the fact. PWG, that's the other one that they acknowledge because they acknowledge the fact Excalibur said live on air, he's like, they're the reigning, you know, PWG tag team champions, um, uh, Malachi Black and Brody King. And he acknowledged the fact that Brody King is a former Ring of Honor World Six Man Tag Team Champion. So, you know, they acknowledge other companies and wrestlers' history with other
0: companies and one of the things that uh, well i don't think this would be really possible anyway like when jim crockett bought uwf Mm
1: -hmm.
0: i mean i was actually excited because i've been reading about uwf oh this used to be mid-south and they changed their name to uwf Mm -hmm. and and this big old fat cowboy dude bill watts he's you know he's the one who's supposedly in charge of everything and um but he knows wrestling really well and you know, and look at all these stars they have down there. Who we already knew, you know, like yeah, uh, yeah, Terry Gordy and Doctor Death and
1: yeah, Terry uh, Taylor, Terry and, Taylor, yeah.
0: Um, and then they had these new guys named Rick Steiner and this other guy yeah. who used to tag with, um, that yeah. the big musclebound dude. His name was Flash, but I think he's changed his name to Sting.
1: Yeah, and, you had him. You had Eddie Hot Stuff, Eddie Gilbert. Yeah, uh, Missy Hyatt was there because she was, you know, she was with Eddie Gilbert at the time, and it's like, you, yeah. yeah, you've got all these stars. And it yep. should have it should have been, you know, a huge boost for the wrestling business. But instead they just
0: they raided. Yeah. Them. They they killed off all their titles. Then they had the audacity, and this was a stupid move on their part, to move the Jim Crockett offices all the way to the uh it was somewhere in Dallas or somewhere in Texas, rather. Yeah. And for no reason, they had this big mark. They said you can't afford that. And they did it anyway. And then next thing you know, boom. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and then the worst travesty of all was when they brought in the Western States Heritage title. Oh my God! What the heck was that all about?
1: I don't know what that was about. <laughs> I mean, okay, when Arn Anderson can't make you think that 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 a title is prestigious, that tells you the value of that championship. Yeah, and Arn Anderson would mention it in promos and be like Barry Windham, because Arn talked one time about how. Uh, It was like right before Christmas, and he's like, you know, uh, me me and Oli, our tree's a little bare this year. He's like, you know, Tully's the United States heavyweight champion. Ric Flair's the world heavyweight champion. He's like, we don't have any belts. We're a little bare. And he's like, Barry Windham, I know you're the Western States heritage champion. He's like, and uh, don't think that I'm not watching you. (laughs) And at any time, I can take your belt. And it's like, I'm a huge Arn Anderson fan. You know, and it's one of those. Arn can make you believe anything that came out of his mouth, and even me, when I was a kid, did not think the Western <laughs> States Heritage Title was important. I mean, the only champions I ever remember was Barry Windham and Larry Zbysko.
0: Yeah, that's the only two. I, remember. <laughs> I mean, and I think it wouldn't been maybe it wouldn't have been as bad had they not slept the word heritage in there.
1: Yeah, it's like you couldn't have come up with a better name
0: Just, than that. That's- it's like. How about just Western States Champion? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, Western States Heritage Champion. What? Yeah. Like you got it at a family reunion or something.
1: And it, plus, it was not a good looking belt. So, oh, it, it's it wasn't one that was going to stick out and like it was it you know the the classic NWA World Television Championship. I would love to have a replica a replica yeah. of that. That is one of my favorite belts ever, and I mean, it stood out and it just. It looked important, and the Western States Heritage Belt just—it just didn't look important. It just looked like something that was thrown together to add another belt.
0: I am going to go look up that belt right now, (laughs) Uh, even though it's a lot of words to type out just for yeah.
1: It's like type (laughs) out—you got to type out like a whole sentence just to look up the belt.
0: Yeah, and uh, and I'm just typing in. I mentioned doing it on Wikipedia. I'm kind of thinking that may have been a mistake. Ah, there it is. NWA Western States Heritage Championship. Yeah. All right. Let's see if they have the belt picture of the belt. Do you not? Do people not have a picture of the belt? Y'all suck.
1: That tells you how important it (laughs) was. When it's Uh,
0: like
1: when Wikipedia is not going to be bothered for anybody because you know anybody can add stuff to Wikipedia when nobody has added a picture of the championship.
0: Uh, Western States Heritage Belt. There we go. Let I me mean, uh images. Uh yeah, I mean I've I've seen worse. But I, I mean, mean it I've, wasn't it It wasn't the I've worst
1: seen, belt that I've seen.
0: But it's definitely not that and, not, definitely, and, uh,
1: definitely I've definitely seen so many better belts.
0: If somebody said to say what's your favorite uh See they put the western states a little bit too small, you know yeah, gonna, it was yeah, I'm might to move this lamp a little bit there, uh, you can kind of yeah. kind of see it hmm yeah, it's uh
1: compared uh, to all the other belts in the n w a at that time, that one stood out for all the wrong reasons,
0: and that one I think came out not long after big gold
1: yeah, so you've got like the epitome of fantastic wrestling belts and then it's like you got this other thing over here like well who made this did the same people make this belt maybe they retired from making the big gold belt and was like crap i still gotta make this one let me just put together what i got <laughs> left
0: <laughs> you know what they may have been making like a new united states belt and they had like all the states carved out and they dropped it accidentally <laughs> yeah. and and the western states broke off and they're like you know what screw it <laughs> yeah <fair. laughs> new title. they said
1: they need a new belt here
0: you go and my personal favorite, I've always told you, still the big the big gold uh, dome. The oh, gold the, board uh, board.
1: the 10 Flair. pounds of gold.
0: Yeah, Flair still calls it the Harley belt.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Yep. Cause that's, I mean, that's who I always associate it with. I know Flair had it, you know, a few times. Uh, you know, Dusty had it. Dusty
0: had it. Jack Briscoe had it.
1: Yeah, Terry um, Funk had it. Um, but it's like, whenever I see it, I think Harley Race.
0: Yeah. I mean. I think,
1: and- I think Harley Race. Standing next to a briefcase of money putting a bounty on Ric Flair.
0: <laughs> My board, Ooh, Dick Slater, yeah. come take, take take the money. Yeah, take, take the-, the money. <laughs> then you go, I'm gonna go smoke a cigarette now.
1: Yeah, it's like uh, yeah, it's like I wore myself out with that promo. But it's like that's what I think of with that belt. But I see the big gold belt, and it's like instantly, it's Ric Flair in alligator shoes and in <laughs> you know a thousand yeah. dollar suit. And screaming about you know Lear Jets and women and Space Mountain and that's that's what I think of when I see that
0: belt. The weird thing is, when you think Lear Jets and women, and the next thing you think of is usually not a Disney ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, but oh, but like I said, hopefully, you know, and I and Tony Khan, I mean, I got to give the man a lot of credit. He actually, when he studies the successful wrestling things, he also looks at the ventures that failed. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't yep. repeat that. And yep. a, lot of, a lot of business owners, not just in wrestling, a lot of business owners in general, they don't pay attention to that. You have to look at both sides, what can help you succeed yeah. and yep. what can make you fail.
1: Yeah, you've got to look at the failures so you don't repeat those same mistakes. And I feel like, I agree with you. I feel like he's done a great job with that. And I think I, I think it's a good... I think it's a good thing that he bought Ring of Honor. He's a brilliant businessman, mm-hmm. but before that, he is a wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. He is a true wrestling fan who appreciates and has respect for the sport of wrestling. It's not. Yep. I feel like it's not just a business for him. This is a, this is a passionate thing for him. For him, I feel like this is a dream come true to be involved in the in the world of pro wrestling, since he is such a huge fan.
0: Yep. And I know a lot of people have also, they've kind of given him criticism because they're like, well, he's just a wrestling fan. Okay. He's a wrestling fan that's trying to do what he can to improve the business. You know who else does that? Exactly. Billy Corgan also does that. Exactly. You know, and... They're just trying to help things out.
1: I mean, Billy Corgan did that with the NWA. Jeff Jarrett and his father did that with TNA. They mm-hmm. wanted to give they wanted to give other wrestlers a, a an alternative place to come and show what they could do. Um, I don't see anything wrong with that. It's no. like you know, people want to complain that Tony Khan is a wrestling fan. What better person do you want running a promotion than a fan? who's going to listen to his wrestlers and, and who's not only going to listen to the wrestlers, he's going to listen to the wrestling fans. Uh He's not going to pretend that he knows what they want better than they do. He's going to, he's going to do his best within reason to give the fans what they paid for, because that's, you know, without the fans, there's no business. So you've got to give the fans what they, you know, what they want, whether it's like the hangman page storyline, you know, people, people were invested two years invested in that storyline and it paid off. Mm-hmm. Like Bully, Bully Ray was saying that when, when Hangman Page beat Kenny Omega for the AEW World title, Bully Ray said that that shouldn't have happened yet. They should have, to add more heat, they should have beat him and then go a little longer with the story. No. I think they did it perfectly because if they had, if hang Hangman hadn't won the world title when he did, I think fans would have lost interest in that story. It's like, we've already invested two years into this. This is, this was supposed to be the culmination of our two year investment. And then if they'd have had Kenny Omega want, win, then people would have been like, all right, I'm tired of this. He's never going to win it. And then yeah. they're not going to care.
0: It it'd be a kind of a modern day um the dusty finish. Mm-hmm. Even though they yep. didn't actually have that finish, but it was the chase is never going to end.
1: Yeah, exactly. And the chase has to end, you know, yeah. eventually. Um but yeah, I respect Tony Khan for being a wrestling fan. Um, I respect him trying to do do right by the business, so so to speak. Um I knew when ring of honor went on hiatus, we talked about this when it, when, you know, mm-hmm. right after they, you know, announced that they were going on hiatus in the back of my mind, I figured that Sinclair, you well, know, Sinclair broadcasting who owned ring of honor would sell it if they got the right price because sorry, light bulb going out and I forgot to change it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, So I figured they would sell it. I figured WWE would be smart enough to buy it if if for nothing else, buy the tape library. That is Mm -hmm. 20 years of premium wrestling content. Yes. I'm talking, oh my God, there's so many amazing matches. And it's like, you have a third of the Ring of Honor roster working for you. It's like, wouldn't you want, you know, to showcase where they come from? But I think the reason that, wwe didn't buy ring of honor when they announced they were going on hiatus is because vince wanted to get probably get it for pennies on the dollar like he did wcw and sinclair's like uh absolutely not
0: (laughs) yeah because we know
1: we know what we have so Mm -hmm. and we're not in there you know sinclair wasn't in a situation like wcw was where you know they didn't have you know wcw didn't have anything they had no tv deal no backing from, you know, Time Warner or anything. So they had to sell, but yep. Sinclair
0: yep. didn't have to. Right. Cause Sinclair didn't hate ring of honor. No. Whereas the Turner, the new Turner folks hated WCW. Yeah, they hated all
1: things pro wrestling. It's funny. They hated all things pro wrestling, but now everything's come full circle mm-hmm. and pro wrestling is back on Turner programming.
0: Yes, because that was one of the things that I had read. Um, it wasn't that long. Well, I guess a few years after, it, you know, WCW was sold to Vince
1: mm-hmm.
0: was Turner was like, oh, crap. Um, our viewership is dropping. Yeah, because, because he, that was a huge. That, that's, they were built. The Turner Empire was built on wrestling. Yeah. Even, even before he started CNN and the headline news channels. It was it pro was, wrestling. Right, he yeah. built,
1: it, he's built his fortune with pro wrestling.
0: And they didn't see the value in it because, once again, you know, and I'm not one to, to play victim, but I'll say I'm li- I like wrestling. I shouldn't be looked down upon because I like wrestling.
1: Exactly. And once again, it was, it was a bunch of corporate people with no, no concept or no experience with pro wrestling. Deciding what happens with a wrestling company, right? And that never works, right? Ever.
0: And the Sinclair Group. I mean, they did recognize they they recognized that they couldn't keep it. Yeah, which as, as is what they wanted to. Right. You know, so they. I mean, to to them, I mean, they they just went ahead and they were like, you know what? Please take care of our baby for us. Yeah, and and I respect Sinclair because you know.
1: They were, they were, they allowed Ring of Honor to pay everybody through the pandemic. Yep. And no, you know, that nobody got released. Nobody had to take a pay cut. There were no missed payments, anything. But everybody got paid. And I respect that. But, you know, business wise, I understand why they decided to sell because by doing that, they did the right thing, but it bit them in the end. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so, you know, they did the smart thing and they sold it. Tony Khan <laughs> did the smart thing and bought it. Yep. So.
0: And that includes all intellectual property, mm-hmm. you know, the videos, I mean, all the, the merch. I'm pretty sure yep. there is some merch left. Um, and now I'm, I'm just, you know, only time will tell what's going to happen now. Are they going to have like joint ventures or is it going to be absorbed? I hope it's not going to be absorbed.
1: Well, there, there have been reports, but nothing's been confirmed but there's been some reports that are coming out that one possibility of what Tony Khan may do with ring of honor is have it be a developmental. Okay. And you know, that would be really good, especially if he can, especially if he can get it on Turner network, then you could have all the talent that you currently have on the YouTube shows had can get some you know actual TV time and develop that way because there was there's been rumors that he's going to use it as a developmental but still have main roster people you know show up or you know it could also be a place to hire you know recently released main roster people from other companies and have them go there to help the younger talent. You know, improve and things like that. That's the, That's what I've been hearing. But no, again, nothing's been confirmed. But something I did hear is that uh, Tony Khan is trying to work out a deal. And I've seen reports that the deal's already pretty much done. But Tony, but there are reports coming out that Tony Khan is trying to finalize a deal uh, with Warner Media, who. Owns the you know TBS and TNT uh, to put uh, put the wrestling library for AEW and Ring of Honor on HBO Max.
0: Okay, which um, would
1: be be great for me because I have HBO. Max <laughs> and, uh, I mean, you get I get all uh, the Ring of Honor content and all the AEW content on oh. HBO Max. It's like Yes, please.
0: <laughs> and I have HBO Max just because. Well, it kind of comes with my job. So
1: mine, mine, I get because because um, I have AT and T, and they um, we get it free with AT and T.
0: Actually, I also have AT and T. I didn't even think about that.
1: But HBO um, HBO Max is really good. I mean, I would I would pay for it even if I didn't. You know, if I didn't get it for free, I would pay for it. It's got a lot of good stuff on there and if they definitely if they were to if that comes if that becomes a reality and aew is able to put that kind of library on a major streaming service that is going to be fantastic for the business Mm -hmm. and it's really going to i mean warner media is going to love that because i mean if I didn't if I didn't already have it, I would definitely subscribe just to watch Ring of Honor. You know, ring twenty years of Ring of Honor wrestling. So,
0: and we get you get to see people come through there like Shark Boy, <laughs> you know, Cheeseburger. Yeah, but um, uh, yeah, that, I mean, uh, well, there and also, you know what? Who else went through there? Cornette. Yes. Yep. I mean, and AEW I think is like the only major company Cornette has not been a part of.
1: Yep, because Cornette was a uh, he was the on he was the on screen authority figure, but he was a backstage producer mm-hmm. uh, when he was in Ring of Honor. I think it was like the early 2010s, and uh, <coughs> so yeah, Cornette's there. Like the 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 global reach of Ring of Honor is, you know. I don't think people really understand like AEW on Dynamite yesterday had a six-man tag for the uh, main event. It was Adam Cole and Red Dragon versus Adam Page and two members of Dark Order. Four out of the six men in in that match became stars working in Ring of Honor.
0: See? Yeah.
1: CM Punk became a star in Ring of Honor. Brian Danielson, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian. There are a ton of guys on that roster that, I mean, to an extent, when Cody Rhodes left WWE, Cody became a big star. In Ring of Honor. In Ring of Honor.
0: Yeah. Uh, and that, actually, that was going to be one of my things in my notes. Cody Rhodes has not officially signed with anybody yet.
1: No, he hasn't. I've also seen... This is this is just mere speculation that I've seen on Twitter. You know how wrestling Twitter is, oh, yeah. but they're like what if if they, you know, I don't feel like they're going to absorb Ring of Honor into AEW. No, a, I don't I think I, don't I think, think so they'll either. keep it as a separate entity. They're like what if Cody is on Ring of Honor?
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah, I was I was actually thinking that Cody could actually <laughs> end up in yep. Ring of Honor. Cuz um, Cody
1: could end up in Ring of Honor uh Cesaro is free right now to go anywhere he wants to go. He could be in ring of honor. Um, This would be really good for the AEW roster because their roster is big.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It would be another place to where talented people can get good TV time. You know, without having to get released and signed with another company and all that, because your boss over here owns this company over here. So it's not like you've got to worry about, well, I got to negotiate with new Japan or impact or WWE and all this. And it's like, no, I'm just going to work something out with my boss and (laughs) and go over here.
0: And one of the things I've actually thought about, unlike the WWE, um, when WWE goes out and they have like their house show loops Mm -hmm. and they have like raw and then when SmackDown, used has been on Tuesdays, the, the raw and SmackDown, even when SmackDown was being taped or even on Thursday, they were never that far away from each other geographically.
1: Right. Right.
0: You know, because they always had, well, Vince McMahon was always going to be at every single thing. He's Mm -hmm. backstage raw and SmackDown. Uh, now part of that uh, he does have a private jet that he uses. Right. Right. Because, you know, he's got that kind of money. Yeah um must be nice
1: yeah, you know but you I, got-
0: mean, <laughs> I mean you know i mean i got to give it to him i mean he's dedicated uh, yeah, i mean he is and but I, I don't know if i would necessarily do that um because they are too too mm-hmm. kind of close to each other you know if they could actually have some kind of loop where okay this group is is like kind of middle to the east this one's middle to the west, but mm-hmm. then they, they kind of rotate and at some point meet somewhere, big pay-per-view, and then split off again. Yeah. You know, um, because there'll be some nights, okay, Raw one night, well, the Raw that we saw in Columbus a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. It was in Columbus Monday night. They were in Dayton the very next night. They're, those two cities, are they're close enough to each other that people live in one and work in the other. Right. You know, so... Um, (laughs) or they've had it where it's in Cincinnati and then Louisville, same Mm -hmm. thing. You have people, uh, I mean, that's, that's about a two hour drive. So you you wouldn't, I don't think you wouldn't have a lot of people commuting that commute every day, depending Mm -hmm. on if They lived on the outskirts of one and worked on the outskirts of the other. Yeah. Um, I mean, and that's just, you know, just a couple of the examples where it's too, a little too close. Yeah. You know, where you're not going to get maximum audience of both because most people can't afford to go to both. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, you know, but if they, AEW, first of all, their tickets from what I understand are more affordable. Mm-hmm. Even though the last time we were in Cincinnati, I also broke, you know, I still couldn't afford them. Right. Uh, I mean, we're talking about like so broke. If they were selling cars for nickel, the only thing I could do is walk up and down the road going, man, ain't they cheap. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, uh, and that's, that's pretty broke. Um, but so I missed when AEW was in Cincinnati. I really hope to make it to the, uh, the next time because I'm not going to drive all the way to Indianapolis. I mean, that's I'm a little bit too old to be driving two and a half hours, and then and yeah, you have to I, drive back.
1: I missed them when they were in Nashville. I think it was week before last. I didn't realize they were going to be in Nashville, and then I was watching the show, and I'm like, oh. so hopefully next time they're in Nashville, I could make it.
0: Yeah, and, you know, but if they do that, like I was saying, you know, kind of if you were to look at it on a map, you'd see kind of a roll kind of a rotating kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, um, but at some point meet somewhere, even if it is in Jacksonville or Chicago or wherever, because uh, they're pretty big, in Chicago, probably because of punk, but yeah. You know, I'd say they are the game in Chicago. Yes. Yeah. And obviously in Jacksonville, they're it. now Orlando probably. Mm, that's hard to say, um, but up Northeast, probably. That's probably more WWE. You start going down a little bit, uh, they'll mm-hmm. probably lean more towards AEW. Yep. Um, around here, everybody just loves wrestling. Yeah. You know, so, um, and that's really, I mean, I think that's how it should be anyway. We're wrestling fans, you know, um, <clears throat> and, you know, I don't necessarily prefer one company over the other, even though I will say right now I think AEW's product is better than WWE's. Mm-hmm. You know, but I still don't hate WWE.
1: Yeah, I don't hate WWE. It's just, I'm not going to lie, it's hard to watch sometimes. Actually, more than sometimes, it's hard to watch. Uh, For me, I guess growing up watching NWA and Mid-South and things like that, AEW has more of that Mm -hmm. stripped-down feel to it. They, and the way they approach matches and the way they approach storylines and just the just the overall feel. Yeah, they have they have some pyro, they have some fireworks or whatever, you know, some flames when like the Lucha brothers come out, but it's not that overly what's the word I'm looking for? Um
0: overly you know, polished.
1: Yeah, that's it. It's not overly polished and everything. It still has some of that just grit to it that yeah. old school wrestling used to have. And I, I appreciate that. And I think that's why I I've gravitated more now to AEW. I mean, I still watch WWE, just like I watch Impact. I watch mm-hmm. New Japan when I can. You know, pretty much anything I can get my hands on, I watch. But yeah. for the style of wrestling that I like and for the respect that they have for the history of pro wrestling and just the respect for wrestling as it is. I mean, the announcers actually call the moves in the ring
0: mm-hmm.
1: that just little things like that. They even made the three man commentary booth work, Yeah, which I've, I've always hated a three man commentary booth, but Excalibur Tony, Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross, they just gel well together and between the between the three of them there's 100 years worth of, worth of wrestling knowledge there mm-hmm. and they give you that wrestling facts and you've got excalibur who honestly for me for his role in commentary he's the best he's the best out there right now because he gives you the wrestling history he calls the moves in the ring he does his promotional stuff where he promotes the upcoming shows and pay-per-views and things like that, but he never goes overboard with it. Right. And then you've got Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross. I mean, two of the best to ever do it. Say,
0: that's all you have to do is just say their names. And, exactly.
1: Yeah. And I mean, Jim Ross alone, Jim Ross could pull a Joey Styles and do it by himself and keep you entertained for a two hour show. I mean, he's forgotten more about pro wrestling than most wrestlers will ever know. Yeah. And you know, but it's like all of, all three of them have the respect for the business. And I know some people we've talked about the language at times and things like that, but, and I get that there's kids in the audience. Not every parent is going to be okay with things like that. But for me, that just kind of, goes with the grittiness that they're going for it's like they're not they're not going way over here like original ECW but it's like they treat it like a sport and they Mm -hmm. treat it like a fight Mm -hmm. and it's like you know they don't treat it like oh well we're telling this colorful you know story that just happens to have these athletes in it it's like no you have a man and a man you have two women who either are fighting over a championship or fighting just because they don't like each other. And it's a fight Mm -hmm. Or you've got the same with two men or two tag teams. This is a fight. There are stakes on the line, whether it's contendership moving up in the rankings, which I love that they do the rankings and things like that. It's just the whole product is just, for me, it's like a love letter to eighties wrestling. And I just, Everything's just fantastic,
0: and Tony Schiavone on uh, his podcast—I think he came out today. I know I listened to it today, uh, when I had the chance to. And he was actually talking about Excalibur, mm-hmm. and some of the times when certain moves are done that kind of originated maybe in Mexico, yes. Um, and we know them by English names, but he also he'll say the Spanish name mm-hmm. if it's a luchador doing it. And Tony just asked him. He said out of curiosity, you know, why do you switch names up? He said, well, he said I think it makes more sense. When you do have like a Mexican wrestler in there doing the move to actually call it by its Spanish name,
1: yes, I've, I've noticed like, that he know, does. Yeah. He does that with uh, the Lucha Brothers. He does uh-huh. that with Andrade. Yeah, I've even noticed there are things that he does that with Malachi Black because Malachi Black, you know, has a very well-rounded style uh-huh. from you know all different types of wrestling. And there's been a few moves that Malachi Black's done that he's called the Spanish. Excalibur has used the Spanish name for right. that move, especially if it's something that originated in Mexico.
0: Right. Uh, of course, actually Malachi Black, you know, his wife is Puerto Rican, but yep. um, mm-hmm. that maybe I don't know if that's the other reason for it, but we just I mean, to, yeah. Um, just have to mention Zelina Vega. I want to see yeah. her come to AEW. Yeah. And Cause I, I just, mean,
1: she's being, I know they re-signed her. She's half of the ta- women's tag team champions, but they're wasting her because they're not doing anything with her. I mean, she's, how are you a champion and barely on TV?
0: Right, I mean that's another one of cases that we've been talking about. It's like, here, have the title, shut up. Yeah,
1: and nothing, <laughs> no. nothing against Carmella. Carmella did work hard to mm-hmm. get from where she started in NXT. You know, she's a former SmackDown Women's Champion. She does work hard. She's confident in the ring, and if anybody takes offense, I apologize. But the only reason she gets so much TV time is because she's engaged to Corey Graves and they have mm-hmm. a they have a TV show coming out.
0: Oh. So they gotta, yeah. All right, I'll come back. I think <laughs> it's a TV show.
1: <laughs> it's, I think it's a YouTube show, actually. But either way... Yeah, I'm not watching it. I'm not watching that crap. But they're getting their own show, so they've got to keep her on screen a lot to promote that. So it's like...
0: So that's what we've come to.
1: Yes, that's they're what we've using
0: to. they're using wrestling to promote non wrestling shows. Yes, that like more... the, like 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 Miz and Misses. Yeah, I, I mean, and I like the Miz. You know, I mean, I've stated it before, I actually have a lot of respect for the Miz. I don't like that crap. Yeah, you know, I mean, and well, I think that, I think he's hilarious. I mean, I think he's a, he's a lot better. People give him credit for it. They just don't like his origins.
1: Yeah. Well, I respect the fact that he worked hard. I mean, yeah. He had literally no experience at all. I mean, it comes from reality TV and then he, he put up with the crap JBL's crap. I mean, JBL's crap, Crispin was, I about crap. Say
0: Crispin was crap too.
1: Yeah. And you know, he worked hard and he's one of the top heels in the business. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he does his job. He's, He's one of those, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's in the mold of Tully Blanchard because that's the type of mm-hmm. heel that for me, that Tully Blanchard is the benchmark for a great wrestling heel. Make people want to pay money to see you get beat up. Yep. That's, that's the, you know, that's how it's supposed to happen. And The Miz does that. Every time I see The Miz, I just want to punch him in the face. He just <laughs> has that face to where it's like, Man, I want to hit this dude. It. Just, Since I can't do it, can somebody hit this
0: dude? There's just some, something about your face. I just yeah, it's just there's something. something I'm, there's I'm, something going on here. here. <laughs> I just don't like your face. Anything I do to change that? No, no, I, no, I, just, I just no, just don't like your face. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll, by the way, just kind of so I, I got in trouble for saying that to somebody I worked with in England one time, <laughs> because you know had to do. He was a little overly sensitive, and he didn't get that it was from a movie. Yeah. And next thing <laughs> you know, I had a complaint from the so-and-so says that you're threatening to punch him. It's like, what? I was like, thinking, it's, it's the from movie Step Brothers. I mean, nobody. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the kid was, he was a little overly sensitive. Uh, he, he said, Sir Barber's bullying me. I'm like, dude, I am the last person that would <laughs> ever be called a bully. Trust right. me. You know, I'm sorry that you felt like I was being serious, but, um, but yeah, he was a little uber uh, sensitive and he his next assignment he also was um determined to be uber sensitive there too uh, so anyway uh but and this is the difference between well i was gonna say a wwe you know it's the difference between wwe and everybody else mm-hmm. you know everybody else promotes the wrestling mm-hmm. wwe are using the wrestling to promote other things yeah and wwe and wrestling in general is already bigger than jackass it's bigger than Logan Paul. Now, granted, Logan Paul, I mean, he, he, this was actually something that I heard on something. I don't know if it was, a, I think it was maybe another podcast or, but they were talking about Logan Paul and how it just, it, there's no justice in the world when Logan Paul for his boxing match got paid like tens of millions of dollars where an actual boxer, yeah. you know, does it. Yeah. Because he's a YouTube influencer. Yeah, yeah, he influences me want to want to get rid of YouTube. Yeah, but the only reason we have it is so you, y'all, y'all
1: come watch. Yeah, us. you wonderful all of you wonderful people can watch us.
0: That's right. We're not pretty, but we're real.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yep, and that'll be our next slogan for our shirt. You know, <laughs> we keep wrestling real. Yeah. Oh, you know yeah. what? There it is. There it is. There we're you go. Keeping wrestling real. Anyway. Yeah. So, uh, remember we got, yeah, we do have to make a shirt that says, yeah, <laughs> yeah. so that's right. Yeah. You'll see it soon. <laughs> um, but anyway, and I, I hope this purchase, uh, will breathe, you know, kind of inject new life into wrestling because now, like you said, I mean, even if they use it for developmental property, you know, um, or territory, great if they use it as kind of a, a separate one great mm-hmm. as long as they don't absorb it because they're already you know the criticism and it is kind of true they're they're a little bit too big right now because yeah. they're just grabbing everybody but this is a place where you know well some of the people they grabbed were just in ring of honor you know three weeks ago yeah and now they're
1: yeah they i mean jay lethal's in ring and uh jay lethal's there brody king's there yeah But I think this is a great thing for the business. And I think um, from another report that I saw, it was on PW Insider that um, people backstage in WWE were like really shocked because nobody knew until Tony Khan announced it on AWTV. Like, oh, (laughs) there was like he kept it hush until like pretty much the world knew when he said it last night on tv yeah so people in wwe were just like forward and you know you know some of them had been wondering like how how is this the biggest wrestling company in the world and they didn't buy a ring of honor
0: i mean now AEW plus ring of honor still doesn't necessarily equal the size of wwe no it's money and things like that but
1: but the just the the scope of that kind of influence, having you know that kind of pedigree, you know, ring of you know AEW is three years old,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Ring of Honor is twenty years old,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that legacy, you know, when you know that legacy can be attached to a three year old company who has like has put out by far consistently by far probably the best wrestling product out there, you know, for the last, especially for the last year or so. And, you know, it took them, you know, a new company, it took them a little while to find their footing, but, you know, they win the demographic every week. You know, it's like, obviously they know how to book their wrestling and to be able to attach themselves to 20 years of some of the absolute best wrestling you will ever see. Like from the, from the first match, I mean, like the first main event was Christopher Daniels, low key and Brian Danielson for yeah. the ring of honor world title. I mean, that's three hall of fame wrestlers right there that, you know, were in the first main event. You've got the Briscoes who were there, Honestly, before Ring of Honor was even a thing, they were, you know, they were there, like, when Ring of Honor first opened its doors before they ever set up a wrestling ring, the Briscoes were there. You know, the greatest tag team that they've ever produced, and that does nothing but make AEW look even better, especially to wrestlers who want to come into the business. And it's like, can I go
0: here and
1: wrestle instead of over here? Like, I, I think I'm going to pick these guys over here.
0: The one thing they might have to watch, because I can see Vince McMahon being just this petty, mm-hmm. is him filing an injunction saying, well, this violates monopoly laws.
1: Mm. And that's
0: going to, I mean, it'd be tough to prove, but either way he would put it out there.
1: I could see, I could, I could see him being that petty, but then... uh all that's got to do is Tony Khan's got to come right back and be like, well, didn't you do the same? Did, didn't you buy Evolve? Didn't you raid the British wrestling scene? Just to, just to, didn't you literally hire every wrestler that became a free agent on the independent scene and keep them just so nobody
0: else could happen? Yep, and uh, Monopoly Laws, this is actually something that I did not know when, um, and, and this is actually before I went to my classes for my MBA, but it actually helped me because I already knew it going into the classes for my MBA, but, um, when the company I was with, uh, was potentially being bought by another company and which eventually they did get bought by a totally different company. But part of the reason why the first one fell through was because one company was going to own more than thirty percent of that particular industry
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's what the legal definition of a monopoly is right Of course, I'm thinking a monopoly means you own majority, which is more than fifty percent, but mm-hmm. whatever you know according to the legal definition they say it's thirty yeah. percent. I'm like, well, if they say legally, then there yeah. you go and Vince man. Now, I don't want to play devil's advocate and try to defend him, but he owns – I know at one point he did own – I mean, he had probably a good 90% of wrestling, Mm -hmm.
1: uh,
0: and that was after WCW folded. Obviously, Impact was not a thing yet. Ring of Honor was not a thing yet. And I'm talking like just in the United States. I mean, you can't include uh, AAA because that's in Mexico. You can't include the stuff in Canada because – I mean, it has to Mm -hmm. be, you know, in the United States. For those laws to apply, and so he should have been thinking <coughs> whenever TNA Impact was mm-hmm. formed. And then what was that other one um, that Hogan and Jimmy Hart tried to form, like the XFW or?
1: Uh, yeah, XFW, and it was it flopped. And then there there was a couple of other ones that people tried to get off the ground, but really TNA was the only one that stuck. Everybody right. else went out of business within a year or two of opening. But uh, yeah, he should be, He should have been happy that he should have been happy that other companies, you know, started TNA, mm-hmm. Ring of Honor, things like that. But he wasn't because for like you know a year he was the only game in town, mm-hmm. and I think he enjoyed being the only game in town. It's like, well, if you, pretty much if you want to wrestle in the United States on a big stage. You had to go to WWE because there was nowhere else to go. Because you know, he bought WCW, absorbed it. He bought ECW, absorbed,
0: absorbed it. I totally forgot about ECW. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, uh, so, like I said, he did the same thing with Evolve. That was a wrestling company that uh, Daniel uh, Brian Danielson and uh, Corey Silkin, who used to own Ring of Honor before Sinclair, before Sinclair Broadcasting. They started Evolve for a place for that was more of a technical type style of wrestling for See, independent wrestlings yeah. to be able to go. WWE ended up, they, they put it out there like they were helping them and then they raided their roster and then absorbed the company.
0: Yeah, helping them fail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you and, know. That,
1: and now the only way to watch Evolve is on WWE Network.
0: Oh well, I will say this about WWE Network, but it's more or less some of the older stuff. You're talking about the older wrestling. If you want to see what Dwayne and I have been talking about, where the it was a fight, go mm-hmm. watch some of the old Mid Atlantic. Go watch some of the old Mid South. You know, some of the old World Class. And when they yeah. came out of the ring, I mean, it they all looked like fights. It didn't look choreographed. It didn't no. look like. Everybody, went, I mean, it was fight. I mean, and it wasn't.
1: It wasn't glossy. It wasn't. You know, they didn't spend like ten million dollars on pyro and you know all this. It was just. I mean, there was some flash. You had your flares and things well, a like little that, bit, that. were but... flashy, but once the bell rang, it was a fight. Mm-hmm. Go for a perfect oh. example. Go watch Tully. Uh, go watch Tully Blanchard and Magnum TA. And the Acquitt K- match. I quit match in a cage. In a cage. For the United States title.
0: Yeah. And now um, that was the same night as the Rock and Rolls and the Coloss, which was also a fight. Mm -hmm. Uh, The next year was the Rock and Rolls and the Andersons. Yep. And that one, I mean, you know, we talked about Ole Anderson, how brutal he was. Yes. I mean, he's just taking Ricky Morton and just throwing him head first into the cage, watching him bounce off. And you saw Ricky's face go up against, I mean, Mm
1: -hmm. uh,
0: there was no absorbing that. No. And those, I mean, those were actual fights. Yeah. And, oh, well, but speaking of old school, before we got to wrap this up before, honestly, before I fall asleep, (laughs) because I'm exhausted, uh, I managed to get myself some tickets to go see the show. I talked about it in Chillicothe, Ohio on, Mm -hmm. on the 12th and i also purchased a photo op with the nwo Four members of the nwo awesome yep. that's awesome so uh and it better be awesome as much as what it costs <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because and because i and i had to get two tickets because i'm taking my son ah, uh, okay. so yeah i'll tell you after we get off the air um or mm-hmm. anybody can go look it up and i'll tell you after. yeah, yeah it was uh not you thank god for for bonuses <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? um but let me just tell you some of the people that are going to be at this thing. It's actually at um, at Unioto, however you pronounce it, high school in Chillicothe. But the, these names Kevin Nash, Kurt Angle, Steiner Brothers, Ron Simmons. Damn, that's right. We can go on for just that word. Um, New Age Outlaws and the Gun Club. Hey, you know, there's a connection right. there. Yep. Um, Enzio, which he's the one that's like, well, Enzo i mean now he's nzo
1: oh okay
0: yeah yeah uh ricky steamboat the four horsemen's totally blanchard and jj and barry greg valentine tommy rich amber nova who's part of AEW. she's actually Mm -hmm. gonna be wrestling big mama cool awesome yep buff bagwell bobby and jackie fulton and plus there's gonna be more there's doing they're doing meet and greets with uh, I, I want to call him Sheep Herder Luke so bad. I hate calling him the Bushwhackers.
1: <laughs> yeah. But
0: they're doing that. They're doing a meet and greet with um, Bill Dundee. I mean, it is they're, they're calling it the reunion show. And it's also going to be I can't, they can't call it WrestleCon because WrestleCon actually a trademark thing for us to understand. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, but it's very similar to that where they're having all these meet and greets. And um, you know, I'm stoked. And sounds uh, like a lot of fun yeah because if you saw in the picture that i posted earlier you know of course wearing this you know wearing the wrestling shirt because that's what mm-hmm. you gotta do when you have a wrestling podcast you try to wear a wrestling shirt yep um yep <laughs> uh fearless trade that's what we're gonna call it now i'm just fearless <laughs> trade. He com- you know he commented you know and he actually asked me if i was gonna go to the show in Ludlow. was well, it's on the same day and i was like no nope, i gotta go to this one instead mm-hmm. and he's just like lucky <laughs> so, like yeah, because I mean it. It is. A, it's about an hour and a half drive for me. So you know you got to throw another about a forty-five minute drive. You know yeah. for them if they want to go up to it. So, um, and then they got to make that drive back. That, and that's always the thing. It's not really the drive there. It's the drive back.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, especially when uh well, the wrestling starts at six thirty. So if it ends at nine thirty ish, there's only eight matches. So right. You know, so. Maybe three hours, two to three hours. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and plenty put in, put of in time to get back, you know, uh, to get my happy butt back to Mount Orb. Right. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, in Chillicothe, there's been rumors about a serial killer there for years. So, so I'm definitely going to h- hightail it out of there.
1: Oh, but yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's like, whoop, got to go. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, and I didn't know the, the match list because there's other people, obviously, like I said, not listed on there. Uh, but some of them are gonna be part of the matches and like I said big mama's gonna be wrestling ambernova mm-hmm. and like Sinclair Octavius Bentley was saying the other day how she's finally finally getting her due what she yeah. deserves he said she's worked so hard for it and she's finally getting the recognition you know so I'm happy to see that too yeah you know, so
1: me too
0: uh but besides that I don't think there's anything wrestling wise going on this weekend
1: um I don't think so oh uh, well, there, well no. take that back AEW, pay-per-view. Yep, AEW Revolution, which looks like it's going to be an amazing show. Um, Adam Cole versus Adam Page for the world title. Uh Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa for mm. the women's world title, which I think Thunder Rosa should win. I, do I too, love, I, I lo- I love I, Britt Baker, but she would be fine. It's not going to hurt her to lose at this point. She's right. become such a big star in that company, and that's through like her hard work, she's built herself into this big star that losing the title is not going to hurt her. But Thunder Rosa is red hot and has been for a lot of years. And this would be amazing if she could win it.
0: I think Thunder Rosa is, even though, you know, like we're saying, she's been around, but she's gone unnoticed because she hasn't mm-hmm. been a, like a WWE. Yep. I have a feeling she is going to be one of the the big stars in women's wrestling, period. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, she's going to be up there mentioned with like the Medusas, you yeah. know, and like the Wendy Richters and like a Brent Baker, even, you know, like a Charlotte, like a, yeah. she's going to be, her name is going to be thrown in there as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else we've got a triple threat um tag team match for the world tag titles. You've got Jurassic express defending against red dragon and the young bucks. Hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's going to be an amazing match. It's right going to there. be
0: action just all over the place.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, Eddie Kingston versus Chris Jericho. Okay. Uh, that'd be a good one. We've got, what else is there? Jade Cargill versus Ty Conti for the TBS championship. I know there's something else that I missed. The uh, uh, MJF and CM Punk dog collar match. Uh, if you haven't seen, the CM Punk promo from last night, the segment with CM Punk and MJF. Check that out.
0: I've heard it gets, yeah, pretty nasty.
1: It gets pretty nasty, but there was some amazing callbacks to Ring of Honor in that. Uh, I don't want to give it away in case nobody's seen it, but please check that out because it was fantastic. Um, you've also got the uh, the ladder match. uh To determine, you know, the Revolution ladder match. Whoever wins it gets the uh, gets a shot at the TNT Championship, and so we've got uh, Wardlow, Powerhouse Hobbs, Keith Lee, uh, Orange Cassidy, and who else is in there? I can't think of who the other person is. Oh, Ricky Starks. And there's one more spot that I think it's going to be determined. I think it may be a mystery spot, is what I think. If it is a mystery spot, I'm kind of wondering if that's not going to Cesaro's not going to show
0: up because it could, could. I mean, he could. Um, I mean, because I'm already thinking, okay. You mentioned Keith Lee, you mentioned Paris Hobbs, you have Wardlow, Ricky Starks. I'm trying to think of like his size. Um, he's he's not a small guy, but
1: compared to the other ones. He I was going to say, and it's Orange like Cassidy
0: gets, is definitely smaller.
1: Yeah, it's like he's big. He's a little bigger than Orange Cassidy, but it's like Wardlow, Keith Lee, Powerhouse Hobbs, and then it starts getting smaller. But it's yeah. like I, I'm dying to see the three big men let loose <laughs> with ladders in this. Oh, uh, they're going to break a ladder. Oh yeah,
0: they're going to go climbing and go snap.
1: They're going to break a ladder <laughs> on somebody. Is what they're yeah. going to do. Keith um, Lee's just going to be bailing people across the ring. and
0: <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and because he, he's going to hit somebody over the head with Orange Cassidy. Oh, probably. <laughs> Swing <laughs> him like a baseball bat. I Pop! like Orange
1: Cassidy, but yeah. I mean, I'm always down for somebody using one
0: person to beat up another person. Yeah. Hitting a dude with another dude. Exactly. <laughs> I would be unfamily friendly, but we've already done that once. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know so. exactly what you're doing. <laughs> so. Oh, but uh, so... Yeah, definitely. That's Sunday night or Saturday night?
1: Uh, Sunday night.
0: Sunday night. Okay. Uh, I don't know what's going on because I'll probably – I'm going to try
1: to watch it Sunday night, but if not, I'll catch the replay on Monday.
0: Okay. Uh, and so Monday we may or may not do a review on it. Well, I, I have to – if I'm able to watch it, which I already told you what I was going on. So, mm-hmm. I mean, my um, – even like my – as soon as I get off of work right now, I'm coming home and doing work. So. Right uh tonight i didn't because i actually got a lot quite a bit done but i'm also going in really early in the morning too mm-hmm. but yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and yeah because my co work my co my co-worker yeah i mean i got there at 6:20 and he was already there and he had been there for about an hour mm. yeah so i mean yeah we're both just swamped right now but i mean it's that it's that time of the year so we we kind of knew what was coming so yeah i was being productive that's always the good feeling like if you're gonna do this make sure it means something
1: uh, that's know, true so, yeah. yeah
0: but if you do something and nobody's looking you're like what's going on but yeah uh but anyway i don't have anything else
1: Yeah, uh, i'm good
0: all right like i said go watch um or go watch well yeah actually go watch the jay and trey podcast mm-hmm. tsc sports yep. talk go listen to them as well if you haven't already and go listen to the heal truth Follow them all on Twitter. You can find him, find him, you know, at Hillbilly Hill. Dude's funny. Dwayne heard him. Oh, the dude, yeah. Danny, he he is absolutely hilarious. Uh, Jay and Trey always have a good time on their show, and they they actually I didn't watch it today because I couldn't. They had Sean Hardline or headliner Sean Evans on there. Oh, did they? Yeah, they've been trying Man. to get him for a little bit, and uh, they, they've been going a little bit a little bit of banter back and forth between you know them. Just I miss something happened where he like. Um, he he crushed one of their drinks or something like that. And so they've been having this running thing going between them for a bit. So, um, but I'll have to actually go back and if I'm, I when I get a chance to actually watch uh, that with him on there, right? And uh but besides that yeah definitely tell your tell your friends about us because you can uh you can always contact us at at gmail.com. you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast you can find us on instagram also at armchairbookingpodcast you can find us on twitter at booking armchair you can find us on tiktok at armchairbooking you can find us on youtube very obviously you already know that if you're if you're watching mm-hmm. us on audio streams you can find us just about any kind of audio platform you can you can think of uh, including our radio at least half our shows actually less than half of our shows now yeah uh but it's there i just need to kill it i don't know how to yet but i'll figure it out because no sense i haven't just half the shows uh and as usual we're also being host of a block talk radio and did i forget anything
1: no all right cool got everything
0: yeah i mentioned the shirts not this shirt uh by the way you can get this shirt at prowrestlingtees.com uh figure i give them a plug too so yeah and the ftw shirt where'd you get that one
1: um, I got it from
0: uh, HotTopic.com. Oh, there you go. Yep. See, we know, we, we know where to get things. Oh, yeah. You know, but that's how you get a hold of us. That's how you buy our merch. That's how you buy their merch. And if we don't see you, God bless.
1: Yep, God bless. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?